to a brand new episode of Virtual Coffee. Now with me today is my wonderful colleague, Jeremy Smith, and he is here to chat about the Enneagram with me. Uh, Now on episode 66, so a few episodes back of Virtual Coffee, I did do a solo episode introducing the Enneagram, just kind of chatting about my thoughts on the Enneagram. And in that episode, I actually shouted Jeremy out, which I'm hoping played a part in convincing him to be a guest and do his own episode. Uh, But a little bit about Jeremy. He is a very talented designer who really focuses on bringing a human element, empathy first mindset to his designs and his work. He bases all of his work on user research. I've seen this firsthand. Uh, He's a huge promoter of designing for the end user. And overall, he is just an incredible colleague and friend. In the office, we often discuss the Enneagram and how to apply it to our day-to-day lives. And that's why I wanted to invite Jeremy on Virtual Coffee to record those conversations and share them with you all. So before we dive into this episode, I would really appreciate if you rate and review Virtual Coffee on the Apple Podcasts app. It really helps others discover our podcast. And you can also follow us on social medias, Instagram, Facebook, etc. It is all at Virtual Coffee Podcast. I hope you all had a wonderful and long Labor Day weekend and can head into this new work week relaxed and refreshed. I know I had a great weekend hanging out with some friends, relaxing, and it was quite fun. Now, I'll stop rambling and let's dive into this episode with Jeremy Smith. so much for being on virtual coffee well thank you very much for having me Alexa. <laughs> was happy i was able to convince you from my last enneagram episode where i shouted you out this is the jeremy people <laughs> yeah no pressure <laughs> yeah no pressure um awesome let's get right into it i'd love for you to just introduce yourself a little bit to the audience clearly they know you're my coworker. sit next to you every day always a pleasure. Um, But introduce yourself a little and let us know how you got into Enneagram. What sparked your interest in it? Well, I am married to my lovely wife, Rachel, for coming up on 21 years, which is a weird dynamic when you think about spending more than half your life with someone. But that's all wonderful. Three kids keep us busy and keep life interesting. So Enneagram came up for my wife. She was doing some coaching and things around professional development, and maybe I even have that story wrong. But (laughs) she came up with the the topic in our household and mentioned it to me. She was reading a book called The Sacred Enneagram, and I wasn't, I didn't bite into it that much uh, at the beginning. I was like, that's good for you. And I had... I'd done all the Myers-Briggs and the things of that nature in the past and was never really totally sold on the value of those. So she kept talking about it, and it it was interesting to me. It was intriguing to hear the ways that it defines things and brings a little clarity. So I started digging in myself and started more just reading about it. I didn't take a test, which is a way a lot of folks get to it, but... Our conversations about it 
started getting kind of interested. Mm-hmm. So it all went from there. Yeah. No, that's awesome. And I think it's helpful or interesting that you were a skeptic at first, because I think a lot of people start in that area yeah. and when it comes to these types of personality quizzes. Um, and what would you say, now that you are pretty invested in Enneagram and know quite a bit about it, what would you say to someone who is skeptical right now? And I know you're not a person who wants to force Enneagram, you know, you're not here to preach Enneagram, but if they are skeptical, but are maybe considering diving in, like, what would you say to a person like that to try to show them why it might be Mm. worth to check out? Well, I think there are different reasons and motivations for why people would be skeptical. Sure. Which gets interesting because the Enneagram is all about motivations. Mm -hmm. You know, what are the motivations behind our behaviors? So in some ways, if, if people are motivated, maybe they don't want to be controlled. So that might be a reason to not give the Enneagram any credence. It could be that it's overwhelming. There is a lot of depth in the Enneagram. And just starting out, if you begin reading all the various pieces and components and all this stuff, it's, it's overwhelming. Yeah. So, so you do need to start at a, at a certain level and work your way in as you kind of learn more about it and gain a better understanding. Mm -hmm. And then there's some people are um, a little hesitant because it's not this expert created this system and it's, it's something that's evolved over the centuries and it was kind of honed into what a a lot of what we have today in the sixties, fifties, sixties, I think, you know, when they started pairing this ancient wisdom with what we know about psychology and, cognitive things mm-hmm. today so yeah it, it there are various reasons and I think knowing your motivation of why you want to learn more about yeah. it is, is a good place to, to start yeah, yeah I think that's helpful maybe even starting on just a personal perspective like what do you want to learn about yourself and maybe the Enneagram could help you help you with that right so yeah. I know in my journey in the Enneagram I'm still very much understanding my type and I'm starting to get into looking at others and how I interact with other types. And that's definitely to your point. It is overwhelming, like looking at all Mm. these descriptions and trying to remember what's what. Oh yeah. um, (laughs) That definitely takes time, but you are a five, right? Yeah. I guess we can share that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Violate HIPAA. (laughs) Um, So yeah, you're, you're five. And since knowing, so let's start, kind of personal, knowing your type, any changes to your life or perspective or how you view things, just kind of overall since really diving into your type, how has that helped you? Mm -hmm. One of my, the things I like the most about the Enneagram is that it's not seeking to change you. Mm -hmm. The Enneagram says that you are who you are. It's great who you are. You've yeah. got specific hang-ups uh, because of who you are, and you have specific strengths. And you don't need to change any of those per se, but the Enneagram gives you a little bit more of an operating manual to say, okay, these are the things that I have a propensity to deal with or respond with in stress or just knowing these things about myself and it, and it gives some, it's kind of a relief in some yeah. ways. It's like, okay, maybe this is not a thing that I need to try to rip out of my life, right. even though it's a part of me. I can just say, 
it's there. It's okay. I can learn how to manage it. Or I can look for ways to utilize it. And, you know, if I had this thing, but I wasn't sure what to do with it, it gives some operating instructions on, hey, this is how this works. And this is how you can learn to live with it. So that's something I really appreciate about it. As far as me personally, it has validated some ways that I've, just behaviors I've noticed in myself. It has given me tools for dealing with some of the parts that I'm maybe not a big fan of, right. you know, of parts of myself and giving myself a little grace. Mm-hmm. It's like, it, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. And, and by, by learning how I behave based off of what level I'm at in my type, I can then maybe acknowledge or become aware of those things mm-hmm. earlier. I can start to see signs of things earlier because I know what to look for. And then, yeah, the way it just extends out to everyone else, the more right. I learn about other types, mm-hmm. that's been a really big help for me as well. Yeah. Learning where to have grace with others. They say don't type other people because hmm. we, oh, don't, we don't know the true motivations of others. Okay. So they may have a behavior pattern that is what they're pulling from in stress. So it's not really indicative of their core type. And so they say, don't, don't type other people, but you do learn, the more you learn about each type, you start to see things and you're like, Hmm, well, you can start to deduct uh, a little bit. And even in that, I'm able to give grace and love people better. That's a great tier. And I do want to dive into knowing others types a little bit more, but first I think you made such a great point that the Enneagram doesn't want to change you. I really like that point because it can be very hard reading your Enneagram description at first because they hit on some truths, man. But for example, being a one, how my Enneagram states, I have that inner self-critic and that is very true. And that has always been something my whole life where I'm like, why am I so hard on myself? I need to just get over things faster. But knowing that my Enneagram type actually has helped me accept I have an inner critic, period. But now I can, knowing that, recognize I know I need a night to get over a mistake, a criticism, Mm -hmm. whatever that is. And then I can wake up and be fine the next morning. As opposed to spending that whole night, why are you like this? Why are you hating on yourself? And that carries into the next week. It's allowing me to accept who I am. And in turn, that's helping me not dive further into those levels of stress for longer. It's yeah. kind of a weird, like, knowing yourself better helps you in the long run. It's interesting. Yeah, and it provides those checks and balances. Right. And, and, you know, you get in these mental patterns, looping behaviors of kind of self-perpetuating mm-hmm. and yes. can take you down, down the spiral. But with a system like Enneagram to say, okay, I'm acting that way kind of goes to some of that cylinder I was talking about. Mm. Listen to a podcast. There was a, a coach on there, Haley Watkins. She does okay. Enneagram training for like Delta and big companies. Oh, cool. <laughs> she, um, she was talking about, you know, each, each type operates at a level, like one to nine. And, you know, four or five, that's kind of like where we hang out. That's the autopilot zone. The average. The average, yeah. And, and those are what we typically see in a in a type but she she uses the analogy of and i think she got it from the sacred enneagram of 
when we are in times of stress, kind of moving down this cylinder of our type, it's like falling out of a tree and we're, hmm. we're grasping for things to help us. And that's where we'll go to like our type that we go to in stress. Yeah. And that's where we pull some of those behaviors. Whereas when we are in a growth place, it's like we're picking fruit off the tree. Right. It's like we're, we're picking these rich pieces from our integration type that we go to. So that analogy is kind of helps clear up for me, at least that, you know, we don't become what we go to in stress. That's a, that's a behavior that we pick up, but it's also a trigger like to alert us like, Oh, I'm acting this way. I'm kind of going down the cylinder a little bit. To that point, I think Enneagram, a part of it does state you are who you are. It is what it is. A part of Enneagram is that, but it also balances to that point hey, you're grasping right now. Like there's a way to climb back up the tree going with that metaphor. You're not just stuck at the bottom. In that sense, it's not. It is what it is. In that sense, it's you're here right now, but you have the opportunity to get back up and you can, you know? Yeah. And and like most things of growth in life, it's got to be intentional. Falling down the cylinder, falling down from the tree is unconscious. And if we're not paying attention, we slip into this. But going up the tree, going up the cylinder is pretty much always intentional work. It's something that, which is why we're always moving up and down. It's not always top of mind. Different things going on in life that produce certain behaviors in us and expressions of our type. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, when you you take your mind off of it, Mm -hmm. when stress is hit, when things are distracting, you you just unconsciously fall down. Right. But you can be intentional, get back on. And that's the awareness step is what I think knowing your type helps mm-hmm. with so much. Yeah. It's, oh, I'm aware. And for me, right, maybe I can't fix this in the next eight hours because I just know mm-hmm. that's my type. I need to sit here for a little bit, but I'll have a refresh the next day. <laughs> yeah, with, with mine as a five, I can become isolated when I'm stressed. I, I like detach. I get lost in my thoughts, which... It's, it can be a little confusing because I'm also in the in the thinking quadrant or um, section. It's not four, there's three. Mm-hmm. And so I, I like, I, I'm energized by thinking about things and digging into the details and all that stuff. But that can also slip into detaching and isolating. Right. So that, that's what, one of the triggers for me that I have to watch out for. Yeah. Or if I'm trying to escape by, you know, if I go to the seven, then I go to getting out of mm-hmm. trouble. I procrastinate. I, you know, get busy doing something yeah. else that isn't yeah. really important, but it distracts me or gives me some sort of uh, temporary relief, but it doesn't yeah. really help me. <laughs> no, there's definitely a balance with everything, right? Like yeah. every part of your Enneagram can be good when it's good, can be bad when it's mm-hmm. bad. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's definitely that scale there. And going back to knowing others, Enneagrams, feel free to use us as an example. I know we talk about it all the time in the office. But how has that changed either your personal relationships, working relationships, or even just how you you think through things? I know for me personally, like an easy example is even just being able to laugh about my quote unquote like stressors or those more negative characteristics of my type even just being able to admit, yeah, that's me, and we kind of laugh about it, that helps me. Yeah. Like, okay, I might be negative at times or, you know, go to those stressors, but 
my friends here know that and they still accept me. Right? That like yeah. it helps me laugh and talk about it, but I want to hear it from your perspective. Yeah, too. it's it's kind of a level of familial acceptance in a, in a way. I I know the different types are varying levels of comfort of how close they get sure, to what works. That's you know? true. And that's fine. Um, everybody doesn't need to be even big friends with people at work. You know, for a lot of people work is just right. that's where I go to get stuff done and earn my paycheck. Yep. But I, I do find a lot of worth in having my my own perceptions and you know like uh, I think they're they're likely this type mm-hmm. or one of these two types. And that allows me uh, you know, for team members that I'm not in personal communication with, it does give me that grace that I mentioned earlier. It's like, okay, well, and it also lets me know that maybe they're in some stress right now and they may want to talk about it. They may not. Mm-hmm. I can offer, you know, and just some of those human connections that build rapport with another human being Yeah. here in the office with people that I see every day, much more value. It's, it's right. I mean, I can tell when when you're having a stressful mm-hmm. day and I can see the way it you know, presents itself yep. in uh, the things that you say or the body <laughs> posture or yep. all that stuff. And it's just another way of us having a little more insight mm-hmm. into where we're at. And I can know when is a good day to crack jokes in your direction or when it's probably not the best thing. Yep. And also knowing each other's types is how I can rely on your strengths. You've got strengths that I don't have and and it's relying on them not in a crutch way but in an appreciation way. It's like, yeah, I don't have that. Alexa has that. She's great at it. I need that help and I want her to know that I appreciate mm-hmm. that skill or that capability that is just ingrained in her. And same with other members of the team. It's it's like, great. And, you know, it's it lets me know who I work well with. Mm-hmm. Let's me know where there's opportunity for me to shine with with my skill sets or innate skills that I have. So, no, I totally agree. I think it just helps navigate relationships, mm-hmm. whether that's personal, working, friends, distant. Yeah. Just helping navigate totally. that, and I like how you mentioned you can tell you know where I'm at, just kind of in my body language, phrases, whatever. I think that's what I like too about the Enneagram is you don't have to ask because knowing the person's type you can kind of pick up on those signals Mm -hmm. whereas I'm thinking mood elevator that's a direct question that you're asking someone and they have to answer hey here's where I'm at right whereas sometimes yeah I might be really stressed but I'm still going to say yeah I'm fine Mm -hmm. but instead you know and certain things like if you know how you say you um sink into yourself right you get internal like if you walk in and like barely you know you're like hey and don't open up immediately about how last night went or whatever. Then I know, okay, he needs to, to just think through his thoughts right now. I'm going to continue my work. <laughs> and, you know, after a few cups of coffee, we'll we'll open up the day. Right? It's yeah. just little triggers you pick up on instead of me saying, oh, hey, Jeremy, you're really quiet today. Like, something right. wrong. And, you know, maybe you don't want to talk about it. I don't know. It's, it's just helpful. Juice. Yeah. <laughs> was I giving just... off the vibe this morning? No, not, okay. not this morning. I was morning. trying not to. <laughs> you were fine. Good. You touched upon this a little bit, but I wanted to dig in it specifically how Enneagram really differs from other personality quizzes, labels. Like, do you think it is the 
best one to follow or do you not even consider, you do not even rank them like that? Uh, just kind of comparing it maybe to Myers-Briggs or just the other quizzes yeah. that are out there. Like why, why look at your Enneagram type? Again, you touched upon this a little bit. But. Granted, I'm not a whatever yep. professional in, yep. in these things. My personal experience and you know, a little bit of understanding I've done. They're they're good. Uh, you know, Strength Finders helps you focus in on what you're good at and do that. And Myers Briggs is DISC. You know, they are good systems. One of the things that I feel, you know, those are looking at behaviors. Those are looking at personality <laughs> characteristics, and I feel that the Enneagram by focusing on motivations and motivation is a weird thing you know motivation might be driven by fear or you know a lot of things motivate people am i motivated so it's it's looking at the core of what results in behaviors Mm -hmm. i feel like answering any of these even an enneagram test you can fudge sure to get the results that you're you feel like Either you feel like you should have, or you feel like other people expect you to have, or other people have told you that you have. And and so with the Enneagram, at least in in the way I approached it, I didn't take a test. I just started reading about the types. Mm, That's interesting. And the tests don't really tell you your one thing. And that's the thing with, I think the last time I took Myers-Briggs, the results I didn't agree with. I was like, you say I'm an introvert, but... I don't think I'm an introvert. Right. And people around me don't tell me they disagree that I'm an introvert. So with the Enneagram, you could still not know what your type is. Uh, doing a test will tell you, I think it's like the top four. Yeah. Let's guide you maybe. Yeah, that's really just telling you start learning here. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and you'll figure out which one it is that you most identify with. And really, it's not about what strength you have to get a, a job, although the Enneagram will tell you how you think and that could lead to a career choice right. or, or, or something that just comes naturally to you. But it, you know, it, it'll also tell you, well, you have drive because you want other people to acknowledge you doing well at something, mm-hmm. or you have drive because you care about perfection and you're going to strive for perfection. Or you have drive because you're so interested in that thing that you're going to know all there is to know about right. it and you're going to become an expert at it. Or you want to change the world. Exactly. Like, so so the Enneagram is not necessarily, hmm. you know, all those other systems, they've been created and businessized and, you know, become part of getting people to produce better at work. Yeah. And I feel like the Enneagram is not caught up in that. Although hopefully we're not doing that by talking about it in this way, but it, yeah, it's it's more personal, it's mm-hmm. more introspective, it's more worried about the health of you, the individual, and knowing yourself, and from there you can do things with it. Yeah, I think it, you can maybe interpret it too a little bit more, or like yes, the Enneagram has those direct statements of this was what drives you, this is mm-hmm. how you aren't stressed, but you can take that and apply it to different examples in your life. Like, oh yeah, that mm-hmm. I see that reflected here. Whereas those other ones, like the strengths finder, it's almost like out of this bulleted list of 20 strengths, here are your five. Right. Like it's picking from like a set, whereas 
Enneagram, I feel each type is just different. It's not yeah. this or that. It's not introvert or extrovert. It's here are nine nine types, and, and we feel you fit in one. And if it if it is a strength, if something was a strength, I don't know what all the strengths are in strength finders. Yeah, I've never taken that one. But why is that a strength? Is it a strength because you've seen that as a pathway to success, and therefore you've made that a strength of yours? Or is it an innate strength yeah. that just emanates from you because of who you are? Uh, you know, are you trying to fulfill your parents' you know, expectation mm-hmm. of you or the industry requirements? Or do you truly love to do that thing? Right. You know, and the Enneagram is starting at that root level and yeah. saying, okay, yeah. why do you have this motivation? And is it healthy? And then you go for the outcomes. Yeah. Or it's and then not, the outcome, yeah. Yeah, because those strengths, right? Say one of them is, I have no idea, but, oh, you're, Alexa, you're a perfectionist. Mm -hmm. Well, that could be good, but there's plenty of times in my life where that's been bad. (laughs) So that's not always a strength. I enjoy the details of things. Mm -hmm. I enjoy digging in and learning how things work. The strength of that is that I have probably thought through all scenarios of something before I'm willing to say, I think this is a good idea for, for us to take the bad of that is I have to be intentional to work faster than right. feels comfortable for me. Right. I would take two months to, to do something that I probably need to get it done in a week. Mm-hmm. You know, and and the expectation, the need, the business need, or the whatever. Even in conversations with my wife, is I want to sit and think about it huh. and make sure that my thoughts are not emotionally driven or that I'm considering all the the different pieces of information while she's sitting there getting frustrated because <laughs> she's thinking, has he's just like detached from the conversation? Yeah. Is he somewhere else in right. Jeremy mind world? But no, I'm totally intent on this conversation. Thinking, I'm just thinking through it. And yeah. so I have to say something like it's, I have to be intentional to just say something right. to acknowledge that I care about this conversation and I want yeah. to continue it. I am continuing it. I'm just processing right. it. Yeah, yeah. See, and (laughs) and knowing that as your colleague, that helps me be aware. Say we're in a meeting. I'm like, oh, Jeremy hasn't spoken up. Does Mm -hmm. he just not have an opinion on this? So instead of thinking that, think, okay, you know, I'll follow up with Jeremy tomorrow on on that topic. And we'll we'll circle back, you know, we'll bring it up again rather Mm -hmm. than expecting you to have an opinion and share it right then and there. Yeah, in this thirty-minute meeting, sometimes there is a need for me to (laughs) to share an opinion. But yeah, I'm I'm probably thinking through a a lot of different things. And but I also need people in my life who are movers, who take action. Sure, my wife happens to be one who is like, "Let's start, and then we'll figure it out." And I'm like, "Let's figure it out, and then we'll start." Yeah, (laughs) and so consequently, we we are totally supporting each other. in those ways. And back to a previous point that you were saying. It just helps you where grace can be given. Mm-hmm. It helps you give it. Right? And appreciate yeah. what other people have exactly. uh, brought to the, the equation. Yeah. No, that's great. In all your reading and research, what are some resources for someone who might want to dive a bit deeper into Enneagram? Do you have any off the top of your head for folks to check out? Yeah. Enneagram Institute is a great place. It's, it's some pretty heavy stuff. But again, with the Enneagram, I, I would say start just... Maybe take a test if you're just getting mm-hmm. into it. If you don't want to read about all the types, take a test to get a primer on what are the probably top four and then start learning about those. The strengths 
uh, you know, like there, there are the integration and disintegration pathways. And those are when you're in stress, you'll, you'll borrow some behaviors from another type. Uh, when you're in growth or healthy, you'll borrow some from another type. So learning about those, I would, I would start there. There's the different centers, you know, mm-hmm. our head, heart, gut. Mm-hmm. There are the subtypes, which is very in-depth. And then there's a different levels of each core right. type. So like don't in the relationship. Don't eat the whole cow, <laughs> yeah. you know, just yeah. Just take a bite and really really dig in and learn about that piece. And then then you learn about your wings, which are the ones on either side of you. You learn about the the ones where you go into growth and stress and, and eventually you start reading about all the types and the more you see the value in understanding other people, right. not just for your own development, but to know other people, that's when it really becomes rewarding. It's like, ah, I can, I can be a better person because I understand these people more. Yeah. And then it, yeah, it goes with, so, uh, Enneagram Institute, I enjoyed the, the sacred Enneagram, that book, Mm -hmm. uh, the road back to you is a really good one. Uh, I think it's Suzanne Stabile. She's really good. And Beatrice Chestnut is very like more scholarly, heavy research details. She goes into the weeds on all the little parts. I've read her book, kind of like a, a Bible on it. Yeah. The guys who do the Enneagram Institute site, Rizzo, and anyway, they've got a couple really good books. And there's a Crystal website. Crystal Nose. Crystal Nose, I think is the URL. That's, that's a really good tool for... Digging into, they've got overviews of each type, but they also have this piece on relationship between types. Yeah. So it helps you, like, when as a five, when I'm talking to a one, know that this is a good way to communicate with them. Right. This is a good way to, like, schedule meetings with them. This is when they're acting stressed or whatever, this is a good way to... Yep. So that that's a really helpful website yeah. for, for understanding how other people are thinking. No, those are really helpful resources. Yeah, thank you for, for sharing those. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Jeremy, for being on Virtual Coffee, finally. I'm so happy to have you as a guest, and who knows, maybe we'll do a do a part two on something. Maybe. Also, you have plenty more knowledge than just any ground, so <laughs> can always invite you on to talk about something else. But yeah, thank you for sharing your perspectives, resources, advice. Really, really appreciate having you on. Well, I appreciate you wanting to hear what I have to say, and hopefully it is helpful to some of your listeners out there in the virtual coffee land. (laughs) Excellent. Well, thank you, Jeremy. My pleasure.